Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Of course, back um, with another episode on a on a day that you know we gonna keep we gonna keep it upbeat and everything. But you know today's a a, a very hard day in basketball fandom, sports fandom. Um, I don't know if anybody want to say anything or spend time on it, but I'm just gonna say rest in peace to to the Mamba, Gigi, the rest of the pilots. I mean the the pilot and the rest of the passengers. Um, one year anniversary today. It's kind of weird. Mm. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Legend. Yeah, I mean that's really all that's I can say. Yeah, so I love it. <laughs> R.I.P. Man, it really, it literally since that day, it really things have not been the same, you know. Yeah, uh, tough. It's it's just I don't know. For me, it's a it's psychologically it's crazy to me mm-hmm. because it may like it get me sad, emotional type thing, and I've never met Kobe in my life. Yeah, I can't understand that. Like I can't watch highlights. It's damn near like it. It's how I would be if I imagined that being my dad, but I've, I don't, he's not my dad. And I literally have never met the man. I, but I can't understand why it means so much to me. Yeah. Wasn't so, he your favorite player growing up? He was, but that's, that's yeah. all it is. It's just a game and he's my favorite player. And I think it, sometimes my mind can't fathoms that this game is that serious and that important to me where a person that I've never met, not saying that you can't be sad, but like, I literally don't watch his highlights. I don't want anything to really do with it at this yeah, point. Like today, I won't be on Twitter because I know it's going to be a lot, and I know it's all love, you know. But I just, I just can't do Twitter or Instagram today. It's just, it's just one of those days. But I, I know what you mean, P. He was yeah. Kobe's passing was the first celebrity death to actually make me cry. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, he, he might be the only one ever to make me cry. It's just, it's just weird like that. But may he rest in peace. Um, let's just get into today's show, man. Mike, how you doing today, bro? Rest in peace to the Mamba and baby Gigi. What's mm. that from, uh, Derek, Blazer fan? Did he say that at a podium? Did he say it on Twitter? Did he say it in a rap? Is, is that Damian Lillard? I, I said that. I said, where is oh. it from, though? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's in the song. My guy, it is. <laughs> I'm surprised you know because you don't play 2K. Mike and KB know because it's on 24-7. Nope, oh. I don't. I actually oh. didn't know. I, that, oh. that should be going in, like, in through one ear and right out the other, like, I turn that soundtrack off the day I get the game. I just like, I, I'm not here for it. He'd be like, pull up, Kobe. Yeah, whenever I play 2K, I turn the volume down. I don't really care for You that. don't even have 2K21, <laughs> no, do you? But when, when I did play it, I would <laughs> oh, turn it down. Did he have 2K20? Yeah, he did. He okay. did. Okay. okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, though, KB. Let's get, oh, you see how everybody's doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing, yeah, I'm, I'm like Mike. I'm doing good. Um, it looks like we're gonna be snowed in the way it's yeah. looking outside. Snow, uh, I definitely looked out the window. I was gonna go to Barnes and Noble, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to drive it, through that. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. No, nah. um, no, but everything's kosher, everything is good, perfecto. Everybody <laughs> looks happy, healthy. That's all that matters. And basketball has been a one. That's that's what's the thing. It's been facts. Fabulous. Mike, no, you got your... I woke up and had a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerio, so I'm feeling good. Low mm. cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> honey like Nut Cheerio is low-key one of the best cereal. Sound like me. an ad read. No. I wish. <laughs> it, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Reese's Puffs for me. Oh, I hate Reese's Yo, Puffs. Cinnamon... No, 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 no. That's not breakfast, my guy. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That's not breakfast. 
too KB, sweet. KB is snack. That's too sweet, bro. There's no way you you should be waking up like, hmm, I want a bowl full of sugar. That's well, that's all it is. If I do eat cereal, most of the time it's probably later in the day. I don't eat oh, okay, in the morning okay. at all. Okay, so, that's facts. That's all like that. Special K. That's too plain. It's, it's, it's not legit. plain. It has flavors. You think it's just... cut up a banana and throw it in there? Yeah, I don't like bananas. Bananas like the least my least favorite fruit. They literally have like flavors, bro. I know. I've had like the strawberry one. It was not all that. I had uh, what is that? Derek, one Derek you be adding sugar to your honey nut Cheerios? No. Okay. What am I? Nine. I was just asking. I was just asking. It's too plain. So you that sounds like a motherfucker who would do that. Yeah, I was just asking. I lie, when I was a shorty, it's gonna sound crazy. Cause that's understandable adding sugar to that plain ass stuff. I used to add sugar to uh frosted flakes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did too. I used to too. That's I, I would do that with like rice krispies or something like that. Right, because it's plain. Right. Right. He told me. I already got sugar. I needed some more. It used to be running around the house like Y'all would, hit a, y'all would hit the nastiest thing my mom used to do on cereal. Uh-oh. She mm. used to add cheese Ew. to her Captain Crunch. What? I remember yeah. that shit. Like cold cheese? or Cold cheese. She would get a spoonful of cereal. She'll break off a piece of cheese, put it on top, and eat it. Yeah. You might have to That's move a food crime. That is a food crime. I remember like, me and LaShawn was like, what the? F- something. Yeah, no. Sean can't talk, though. Sean used to take ramen noodles and just eat them. Don't even cook them. He just bite them. <laughs> Literally, I went to my dad's house one weekend, and he made a noodle sandwich, ramen yep. sandwich. Yep. <laughs> it was disgusting, bro. Sean was on some crazy stuff back in the day, bro. He just he oh. just didn't he just didn't care. Man would literally go to the pantry, open up it, and just eat it. No seasoning, no nothing. I don't know. He That's was just, he was he would do that though. I not just to be a lot of white friends I know. They, they it's like a snack, like they do that. I don't know how. I don't know nobody that does that. Yeah, I don't know how. I've never uh, seen no one open noodles and just eat them. Mike, I got the comments go of the day. Yep. Get, get to it. Uh, the, I got two best comments of the day. First one is I could listen to this group talk about anything I could or I would watch, to be honest. So basically, everybody was giving us love about those last 10 minutes on the show, um, last episode. Telling us we need to bring back the after show. Which what did we I'm, talk about? I forgot. We're talking about uh, Charlotte. We talk about Charlotte. Oh, I, I can talk about that shit for five hours. <laughs> Y'all want that? We the next five episodes can be about that. Hey, shout out, shout out to the homie. Um, just be looking out for the Through the Wire YouTube channel where you get a lot more content like that coming up very, very soon. Mm-hmm. And that was uh F Reezy. Next best comment goes to Makai Guest. He says, Sometimes you gotta shuffle them puppies to make that dog sneeze. Oh. I thought that was a, like and okay. I thought that was a nice little play on it. Okay. Cool. Say what's up then. What up, Makai? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just made it this week. <laughs> the worst comment goes to DeAndre Watson. I, I don't know if you can block somebody on YouTube. Sounds like negativity. <laughs> he said, "Stop it, please." I didn't hurt it all. Lonzo lame as f. He ne- he'll never be on D Fox level. I mean, Shout out, hey, what's his name again? Uh, De- DeAndre Watson. Shout out to DeAndre Watson. There's a reason one of them got a max, and one of them waiting to see how much money he worth. I was going to say, he's he not lying, but we don't want that type of comparison and negativity <laughs> around the league right now. I don't fuck with that because why you say it so late? <laughs> say it. Why you didn't say it when they both got drafted? He, he might have. You never know. He might have be De'Aaron Fox stand on Twitter. If he can add me at it in a tweet, I, I follow him back. 
He said DeAndre Watson just sounds like negativity. It's just his name. He's just saying. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate that, Mike. Let's get into some basketball talk. I don't know where y'all want to start, um, but but one thing that's been popping in the NBA world is Shaquille O'Neal and the way he has reacted to uh, some of the younger players in the league. Started off, I guess, with the Rudy Gobert stuff. Maybe he just hates the Utah Jazz. Start off with the Rudy Gobert stuff. Um, you can make 170 million by averaging 12 points, whatever. And um, and then recently, the Utah Jazz won a game on national TV against the Pelicans. And Donovan Mitchell was at the post game, and Shaq just kind of went in on him. Um, I told him that I like you as a player, but I don't think you got got what it takes to move on to the next level. What do you think about that? And I like Donovan Mitchell's answer. He's like, all right. <laughs> you know, just just simple all right and yeah. then people took that and then um kd and lebron both jumped in you know not specifically talking about Shaq, but king james says there's a difference between constructive criticism and soft hating though i've seen it both come my way mostly the hate you can hear it and then deliver and then kd said them old heads need to enjoy retirement them boys have coaches they work with every day lol it happened about a week ago, but we didn't get to talk about it last episode, so I'm very curious on y'all take because I've heard it a lot of different ways. What'd you say? You talked about it yesterday in that clubhouse. Facts, yes, yeah, facts. I mean, it just kind of seems like he's a little. I never really know how to judge how Shaq is. It kind of just seems like that's his personality, which is kind of bad because you kind of just you rub people the wrong way. I think there's a right way to say things, and there's a wrong way to say things. He seems to kind of say things to people the wrong way a lot. Uh, Charles Barkley can too. Even uh, Kevin Durant came out and said that uh, he needs to. Why do people ask an idiot for his opinion on like certain situations? <laughs> I thought that was kind of crazy because he said that NBA players should jump the line for COVID. I mean, that's not realistic at all. So I don't. I, I mean, Shaq is just a character. All of them are. Mm-hmm. I'm just. It's just whatever to me at this point. Like uh, he's just bitter. You know, and the thing with LeBron saying like the the constructive criticism, he he bro, he's done a lot of stuff for this league. You know, especially just as a player, like he he could be given a lot of, you know, criticism in the terms that you know he's trying to help these players get better. You know, he's trying to take them to the next level and trying to tell them that instead of trying to tell them, you know, you can't do it or trying to shit on people like Rudy. So I think that he could use his way his ways for the better, but I don't know. I guess he just doesn't want anybody ever challenge like his legacy or anybody to take away from him. My shit is a little different. That's good. Uh, That's what we want. We don't want everybody agreeing. So go ahead. First and foremost, I'm not that I'm not on nothing, but Demios, we're not calling Shaq a character. Shaq is <laughs> a legend. So I, I don't wanna we No, not, no, I'm just talking about like on stage. Like he kinda Oh just, no, yeah, no, if it's just talking okay. about on stage, he definitely I mean, even off stage, I mean Shaq is a character, I would say. He's a legend and a character. Yeah, For him being yeah, a DJ and all the movies and the actor, yeah, he, he yeah, in a way he is, but he's more so more than anything. He's a, he's a legendary because I'm talking basketball. Mm-hmm. That's what we act. We're talking about him <laughs> basketball shit as far as that. So in that stance, he's a legend, yeah. and what he does can come off as bitter. Like one thing I would say is like the Dwight thing. Dwight Howard, like Mike, you even saying challenges. Dwight Howard is never going to challenge his legacy. So it's no reason for him to even be on his ass like that. But again, I don't know. They're, I know they had a little beef. Don't know how far it went. But Dwight, at, when he like when he won a championship, that's what I'm referencing. When he was talking about taking yeah. a picture with the trophy. There's no reason to say that because Dwight is never going to fuck with Shaq. 
at this point it's not even close so it's nothing that can't be a reason to say what he said because it's like it don't mean like it's the white howard comparing him to shack is nothing so i don't get that one um but then all the stuff that i i do get i feel the same way about donovan mitchell just that shack told him to his face hey i like you as a player i don't think you have and he wanted to see me at the same him. he told him to his face um, and that's what I think that that little thing right there is for, so they can have real criticism and real conversation. And Donovan Mitchell answered eventually after he said "I," which I like that one too. I like when he was like "I shit," fuck. and then he actually did answer, saying like, "Man, Shaq, people told me that my whole life, and that's that's what I'm doing to to keep me going and and, and get this far." And Shaq told him like, "Hey, man, I like that answer. I, I really like that answer." And that's you know that's kind of the vibe that I get from a lot of it is on some big bro stuff. Because if it's one person that can criticize you and can say things about you without you kind of being like, oh, it's Shaq. You know what I mean? I would much rather, if I was a player, be criticized by Shaq. And as long as it's fair, criticized by Shaq than Skip Bayless. Skip I, Bayless. I, I can see that. <laughs> no. I can definitely facts. see that. But I, I think I think the difference is for me is that, like, nothing Shaq said was constructive. Right? He was like, I just don't think you got it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, you need – I don't think you got this per, per, portion right. of your game to get to the next level. This like that. So th- that's the main problem to me. And if like when you when I watch that, it's kind of the way Shaq said it too. Like the way he was kind of sad looking at the camera. It just seemed kind of shady with it. It wasn't just like Donovan, you're a great player, but I think you need to elevate yourself for the Utah Jazz to be competitive. You know, s- some shit like that, right? Um, it was just kind of the way he said it, and and just the way he looked. You know, and then when when Donovan Mitchell said, "I," right, he was like, "That's all you got to say." Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just something about it that was different. There's just like constructive criticism. No, I mean I will I will agree with that. He did he didn't put anything else in there. But again, you know, um we just guessing and assuming because I don't I don't know either of them. I mean I mean Kenny Smith or uh, Kenny the Jess it's weird to just call him Kenny Smith. Kenny the Jess Smith uh came in and he kinda gave the context behind it, like how they were talking about uh Donovan Mitchell as a playmaker and he's you know find his teammates better and this and that. So the context came eventually, but like if Kenny the Jess Smith never did that, we never got the context of the conversation that they had and it just makes it worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I mean context is definitely in there. But like, again, think about it like this. Think about it like this. There's another podcast with four brothers on it. You know, we watch it, we listen to it, and we just come up to one of their hosts and be like, y'all ain't got what it takes to ever make it a part of Bleach Report. Instead of saying, like, oh, y'all need to do this a little bit better. Maybe the chemistry is a little bit off. Like, I, I think there's a way to to try to elevate players and people that can be constructive. And I understand tough love, and that's what that's what um, Shaq has been pretty much all everywhere. Not even just before he was on TV. Tough love is just Shaq shit, but, like, I think there's a way to do tough love. It could be. Everybody, the way you say certain things. It, it could be. But I, I I mean, I agree. I just feel like I, I kind of like it. It's enough ass kissing going on around. Motherfuckers need to be held accountable. That's why a lot of people failing. Because a lot of people, before they even hit the NBA, are being told that they the hottest shit since sliced bread. Like, we got we got to understand, people are getting fucking ranked in second grade. And that's like they not even that they were official. We don't even know how tall they're gonna be. Is so this like kind of like the first time they've done? He's done something like this though. No, I mean he's doing it. He's done it to other plenty of big men. Joel, he was on Joel last. I think he might have said some shit to Cat. He used to just do it to bigs. Right, this but, is the first one I know of Donovan. Uh-huh. For me, it was just to me. I've only seen them hold bigs accountable. I've never seen them do it like with a guard like Donovan. All the top bigs, he's but, criticized and said something about. Oh yeah, but it doesn't. 
like that extent where it has been like it ha it feels like he does be trying to tear some people down at, at times I felt like in the past it was more like you know Joel and B he's got what it takes but he's just not doing it like it would be like he sees it in him they got to bring it out but now it's just like hey man if you ain't got it you ain't shit right now type it type bad yeah I think how old is Donovan Mitchell 25 maybe he's like 25 he's a little later coming uh, to the league but he's still a young player hmm. Does but he have he it about Joel Mike? Was he wrong? No, he wasn't. He was. He was screaming the same thing we was telling him about. Like, I mean, he first of all, it was it had to be with effort. Same thing. He needed to be in shape. He needed to be playing. Like, it was just simple things that he needed to improve on. Shaq, which, Shaq I mean, straight was, up said, "You ain't playing hard enough to him." That's that's the exact quote. Which is that is facts. Right. You know. He, you know that was. But, you know, but that was even terrifying. that is different than what the the Donovan Mitchell thing is, because like you're not playing hard enough. It's like constructive criticism. Okay, now Joel and B, no, I gotta play harder, for for Shaq's approval or to be that next level player, I just gotta play harder. But he and, didn't give that to Donovan Mitchell. That that's just the the thing to me. Right, and that's why I say with Shaq's status, if you Joel and B and, and Shaq is telling you that you gonna you gonna have to listen, right? It's gonna have. He's telling you that for some type of reason. But like I said, Shaq's the argument may be that his his constructive criticism is just him going to another level. I don't think you have it. What well, what is that? What so off topic of Shaq? What is going to another level for Donovan Mitchell to y'all? Because he's already an all star. He's one of the game. He has to take an entire more leap for the for the Jazz sake, mm -hmm. which is true. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to defend Shaq because I agree with you. He could have put more specific crit. Like my thing with Donovan is always the rounding of the game. I think his scoring is fine. His effort defensively is cool because he has Rudy back there. So I don't think he ever has to be first team defense. That's just what their culture is. But facilitating and, and, and knowing when and, and to not insert himself, that's what I will want from him. But I would agree if the Utah Jazz ever wanted to take themselves to another level than what we've seen from them in the past season, Donovan Mitchell as an entire player is going to have to take the leap because the leap from Rudy doesn't seem as realistic as a leap from Donovan. I would bet my money that Donovan can go even higher than what he's already accomplished than expecting Rudy to be a 20 and Agreed. 15 guy. Yeah, Rudy's so right, yeah. that is a real thing for the Jazz because they those are going to be their two guys. And I doubt that they're ever going to get some type of third star to come to Utah. Mm -hmm. So if they want to win a championship, those are going to be their two guys. And the money has to be on Donovan more so to be elite because he's not elite. He's yeah. not elite at anything yet, but he's still only 25, 24. So he can become that, but he would have to go to another stratosphere if they want to win a championship. He can't be satisfied with just being an all-star. I'm a 23-point scorer. He can't, oh, I had a game winner. I, I had a big game in the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets. It's not enough if you're trying to reach that status because that's kind of like where Donovan is. I don't see the Jazz trading him. And again, they already gave him Max and Rudy Gobert. So this is their team. They're always going to have this type of team, and they're going to circle out Don, uh, Mike Conley's, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson's are going to always circulate their team and keep them competitive, hopefully, because, shit, there could be a time where all they have is Rudy and Donovan. You know, it, it, some teams go through those those phases where they had their team where it was like, oh, like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies had those teams where they had everything in place, and then they had some down years where it was just Mark and Conley. Mm -hmm. Zach was gone. Tony Allen was gone. All those surrounding pieces. Chandler Parsons didn't hit. And you kind of just got these weird pieces you have to work with, and it wasn't what it once was. So that could also be in their future as well. Um, yeah. And then he would have to be elite just for just to bring drag them into the playoffs. So realistically, he does have to hit. And it sounds crazy and unfair to say, but it's just the truth. 
You know what I mean? Like being an all-star, if you really want to win, ain't enough sometimes. That's just if you want to win. Everybody ain't in it to win. Some people just want their bag and their accolades and they cool with it. Hey, I hey, I had this thing for today's show. And I, I like well a lot of Damn, stuff what you said. Fuck the conversation. No, no, no. It go it goes alongside. Okay, no, it goes okay, alongside okay. with it. It goes alongside with it. But the the so the topic of, of what I wanted to say was just says the harsh realities around the league. And that's what I have for Utah. Is just like they're always gonna be that little bro. They're always going to be the little bro. And I, I was looking at this, and I, I got a reading. It says the Jazz are the most prolific three-point shooting team in NBA history at this point, averaging 17 threes per game, bunch of stuff. Donovan Mitchell's been going crazy for them, and they got everything going. But we still always look at them like they, they not on nothing, right? Like it, it's going to take a lot of stuff for them to be in that contending, contending around. I'll see what you're saying. Yeah. They definitely are respected. Right. But they're not probably feared. No. They would, like I mean, if, if we're you, ranking, if we're ranking teams out west, it's the two LA teams, and then who? Are they number three? I'm, it seems like Portland out there. Some people, Portland, nah. Portland can't get in, get can't can't get healthy. They're missing like three starters. I would still take Denver over them. Yeah, I would take Denver. Um, even in, you can probably even discuss maybe Phoenix with Chris Paul, D Book. Mm. Kinda, they got it all clicking. I don't they, know, man. The way that the way the Utah Jazz have been playing is so much better than we seen last year because Mike Conley's actually playing well. Like Mike right. just said, they they just they changed their system up a lot and just like just since the bubble where they are shooting way more threes and I think that that raises their ceiling for sure. This is a team that I I would be okay with seeing like if they made it to the conference finals this year i wouldn't be surprised you know that that's how good of a roster and there's a team they're playing right now like they could knock off one of the la teams i think in a seven game series if everybody's healthy would you be surprised if they got knocked in the first round no no so there's yeah. a i think there's a high ceiling for them but there's also a low floor for them as well it's just Which it's just like i don't it the the, the thing is i feel like once we get to the playoffs we know what donovan mitchell is right it's about which version of Mike Conley we're going to get, which mm-hmm. version of Bogdanovich we're going to get, because even this season he ain't been amazing. And how good will Rudy Gobert be in a seven-game series versus one of the other bigs in the league? You know, those mm-hmm. are the big questions. Like, if we, how, like how good is he going to be if they match up against Jokic? Because we saw Jokic and him have the comeback on them. You know what I'm saying? I think those are the biggest questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Rudy's offensive holes will always be there. So you got to rely on the other pieces around you to try to help make up for it. So, and when you're going against Jokic and AD, I mean, he's not going to make up for that. They, he's just going to have to try to give them some effort defensively. And we know when you bring him out to the perimeter, that which those two bigs do, you kind of expose his defensive strengths. So, mm-hmm. my, my thing is, so when we talk about Donovan and Mitchell just going to that next level, like even in like the rounding his game part, I think it's got to be literally like he's almost unstoppable scoring the ball too. You know, I think he needs to always be able to, like, for him to be that superstar that they need, he's got to always cover those holes, especially on the, on the offensive side. So if Bogdanovich is not having a nice night, it don't matter. Donovan Mitchell's still giving us 25-plus. Is that a lot to ask? I mean, no, that's, I, I was going to say, but look, what, what he did, again, and it was the Nuggets, too, that don't really have – he was averaging, had to be over 30-plus against them. He had multiple 50-point yeah. games, so – he can score the damn ball. He averaged you know, with 36 the best in, the, in the seven game series last That's year. That's what I'm saying. But is can he do that night in, night out? Because it's going. It might have to take it for him to be, you know, take this Utah to the next. And block. I think this was cr- that's crazy, right? How right. many players in the league do we ex- we need to average 36 for them to be? You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Like, if Donovan Mitchell came into the playoffs right now and averaged 25, which he's been averaging for the regular season, I think people will be mad at him. It goes to – it's a great thing because I just stumbled upon something yesterday. There was a video talking about Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, and they were saying, we're going to take out uh, Bill Russell's championships and we're going to compare them because everybody looks and say Will's points and they automatically go with him. But the guy was saying is that Wilt's teams were better when he wasn't scoring as much because his him scoring so much takes away from his teammates. So his best team season was when his coach asked him to change his game and he's passing. That's why I always talk about Donovan Mitchell's rounding out of his game because he can score. But as you just said, as KB even just said, is that too much to ask of him because he scored that last series and they still they got bounced. So, like, are we now asking him, yo, you got to score 40. 37 won enough. You need 40. Right, so, so I, I would say if, if he went out in the series and he averaged 26 points per game, his assist to turnover ratio was more than one-to-one because that's basically what he's been his whole career. He's going to give you four assists, but he also give you ass four turnovers. So he protects the ball a little bit more. He still averages the same points, and he allows Mike Conley to – you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, rounding out the game, and I, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, Pete, is more than just score more points, right? Mm-hmm. If he averaged this this playoff series 24 points, but they got to the second round, I would be super happy with Donovan Mitchell's play. Facts. Yeah. Rounding yeah. this game is, is is exactly the exact opposite. It's nothing with the scoring because right. he, he checks that list. But it's the other shit that we're talking about. It's it's going and not give not giving us four assists. It's blowing our minds and having eight assists one game because that's what it, that's what it takes. Is to what you're saying because that's what I think is the different thing about this team. Is they're different. When Joe Ingles is knocking down threes, when Bodanovic is knocking down threes, when Jordan Clarkson is going, I just seen them fuck a team up atrociously because they couldn't miss. Joe Ingles had 15 points off the bench and was five of six from three. Mm-hmm. Like when you're rolling like that, how are you going to beat them? Because I don't care how bad of a game or how much Donovan Mitchell is struggling, you always have to key in on him. Even if he has 12 points, he's showing you that he can still in a fourth quarter get 10 and now change the whole game. But if mm-hmm. Joe Ingles is a threat, if Bogdanovich is a threat, if Mike Conley is inserting himself and he's a threat, Rudy Gobert can have all the offensive holes in his game, he's still going to be a vertical lob threat that's just sitting right there waiting for somebody to toss it up. I've seen games with George Niang is fucking hitting threes. And when you're rolling like that, Royce O'Neal is hitting up bomb-ass threes. When you hit nose, it eats your ass. Like what me and Mike talk about all the time. Or I don't know if it's me and Mike. Maybe it's me, Ontario. But when the Cavs used to play the Warriors and they used to bust their ass at the beginning of the game and they used to take them out and they would put in like Sean Livingston and Festus Azelian and then the Cavs would kind of make a comeback, it would always be a motherfucker like, like they were going up, they're, they're down 19. The Cavs going eight or run, they're down 11. Then boom, Sean Livingston goes on a six or run by himself. That eats your heart out because it's like, it's not even Curry. Yeah. Before we can even... Before we could even put the dent in it, Sean Livingston just gave us a 6-0 run. So it's like, man, if you da- imagine being down 11 to the Jazz, you go on a 6-0 run, now it's 5, Royce O'Neal hit a 3, now you're down 8. Mm-hmm. They have they have that too. They definitely have that. They're they're one of the deeper teams in the league. They definitely have that. One thing I'll say about this before before I let you speak, Derek, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Is there has been a lot of times, especially like I'm thinking about back in the playoffs um, last year with Donovan Mitchell, where, like, he was trying to allow other people to do shit, but nobody else could. So it was just like, 
okay, if we want to score points, I'm going to have to do it because Mike Conley can't hit a goddamn shot. We don't have Bogdanovich. Royce O'Neal is good for one for one for four on the night. You know what I'm saying? So I have no choice but to put up 30 shots if we want to be competitive. Yes. I feel like it's not the question on if his guys will. It was the question of if they will do it consistently. I mean, you can't say consistently that they're going to give that to you, but the nights that they are, you have to win those nights. Like, those are must-win games. So, and also when you look at his stats, when you look at the fact that he's averaging like four assists, what do y'all think he should be averaging? Like eight, nine? Y'all no. think he has eight or nine assists in him? Four is fine. Four is fine. But like in a playoff series, you don't go. I don't want. I, you have to dictate the game and how it comes. Like yeah. you're saying, some of those games are must wins. Mm-hmm. But what I think is, you don't need them to do it for seven games. What you want is you want those couple games that you can get of that. So yeah. then. When you have your night, I'm just willing us to a win. LeBron does this shit all the time. We're like, man, Kyrie, you get us that win. That's cool. Whew, good shit, boy. Good shit, AD. So when I need to carry us, I didn't just do it four games in a row. So I actually have the energy that I'm not wearing myself out. And that's probably what happened last year is Donovan started to wear himself out. We've seen James Harden wear himself out. Mm-hmm. It happens. You know, it's, it's, they're professionals, but they do get drunk, roaring to the ground. So, yeah. But because I think they're as dangerous when he can be – like the point guard esque. Mm-hmm. When you space yeah, yeah. that flow around, you put Bogdanovich in one quarter, uh, Ingles in one quarter, Gordon Clark's on the other side of him, and Rudy is bringing him a, a pick. How are we stopping that? Rudy mm-hmm. Lobb, I'm kicking out to one of these three shooters who damn near all average around 40% from three. And then I'm me, I'm Donovan Mitchell. My gravity is everything. I can dunk on you, I can hit mid range, I can shoot a three off the screen. How am I guarding that? But a lot of times in the past, motherfuckers give up the three, go in on him, and he ain't really seeing them consistently. And another thing is out of his control, Donovan Mitchell is really like 6'1". So when they come in and collapse the defense, a lot of those passes are tough. He has to leave his feet. Mm-hmm. And that's why he struggled a lot against Houston in that one series. I remember breaking it down on here. They got him classified as six foot even now. He's not even six foot oh. no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is I Colin get... Sexton sealing Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> that's basically what people are going to be asking. Could right. be. That's, that's a lot of conversation about the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell, but great conversation. All Let's talk about shot. the Pistons. So when I'm watching, <laughs> now I'm just joking. That <laughs> 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 really just got like, <gasps> um, Kevin Porter Jr. got traded earlier this week. I don't know what is really to say about it, but he got traded for nothing, basically. That second-round pick is, like, top 55 protected, so it's basically not going to turn into anything, but he's a part of the Houston Rockets now, and hopefully this is the the new light he needs for him to turn into an NBA player again. Yeah, I'm kind of mad. Man, my team didn't get involved. That's all it took. Yeah. But, no, in all seriousness, though, I, my only thing is when will we ever see him play? Because mm-hmm. before this incident happened, he was starting to return to the Cavs bench. I seen him on the Cavs bench, which means he was kind of probably going to get closer to rejoining them because he took a break where he wasn't on the bench. It wasn't around at all. Then he started coming to the bench, and that made me feel like he would be returning and rejoining the team as far as playing sometime soon. But then that's like that's kind of like the saying, you take seven steps forward, and then this one incident probably just gave him eight steps back. So I really don't know when we can expect to even see him as a rocket, which is kind of disappointing. But if 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 everything does work out, and he plays how we've seen him play. They ain't that bad. Like as far as him and Christian Wood, that's a nice little come up from losing. I don't want to say from losing harder, but you know what I mean. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. But he's always. 
I don't want to say always, but those concerns are going to linger for a while, you know. So we just have to see, mm-hmm. I guess. You, but you I like hope that he can turn into um, kind of like Josh Jackson turned around his career as far as off the court stuff. Josh Jackson's playing fine in Detroit, but it's more like we haven't heard anything about Josh Jackson off the court in like two seasons now. He called Ben Simmons up. Yeah, yeah, he did though. Yeah, <laughs> one of the funniest things of yesterday. Um, I'm just happy to see him like oh hmm. get another chance at least. You know, if the cat if he kind of broke ties with the Cavs and they moved on from him for basically nothing, um, the Rockets seem like a place like he, he's going to get a chance if he gets to suit up. You know, they always seem like they have you know injury problems or just COVID some some going on with them, so they're going to have the roster spot open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just has to go out and change his reputation and just use a change of scenery as a blessing. Run with it. Yep, we ruined for him. Motivational meals. <laughs> Follow that on Instagram, motivational meals. That's all I have for today's show, Mike. What you got? We could just, you know, keep doing the, the harsh realities around the league. And the whole point of this is just I'm, I'm going to toss these out, and y'all going to just tell me, like, if I'm tripping or, you know, I'm actually going. Like, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. Before that, mm-hmm. P, bro, talk your shit, bro. Who's, what's, up with, what's up with the Houston Rockets? What I do? Oh, oh. I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Mm. You know, I, I can't talk shit right now because Boogie doing his thing over the last couple mm-hmm. games. So that's what we want to see. We want to see Boogie doing his thing. But damn, the Rockets did collapse, man. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. What you talking I'm, about? I'm talking about the segment that they stole. Oh! Oh, oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were talking about how I was talking shit about them years ago. Man, <laughs> man, man, man. What is up with that, though? Seriously. Bro, you, you know, hey, watch the video? Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. some of it. I, I, he explained it how I explained it. Yeah, he, show. Yeah, he <laughs> literally, bro. I'm going to say blah, and that would be no lie. Yeah, the, is- pr- the producer definitely has seen the show. That's all. Hey, bro, bro, what the fuck is that? I had quoted it. I quoted it, and the dude commented underneath. He said, this is so generic. Ain't nobody copied this. And he was a Houston Rockets fan. I'm like, bro, please get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, bro. That was yeah. like actually bizarre, weird, and crazy. Shout out to our fan base because when Kenny said something, they got under that bitch. But before Kenny said something, a few people hit me like, bro, look at this. And then once Kenny put it out there, it was like a, mm-hmm. a light ratio. <laughs> Did we ratio them? We did. Whoa. We got did. like five or six thousand, right? Yeah, we got six thousand. They got four thousand. So and just uh, shout out to our guys, man. They be going hard in the comments. Like I looked under their post, the majority of those comments was saying, like, through the wire, through the plug, y'all stole, y'all stole. The, my whole fucking flow and all that. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Like even Mike, yo shit got like two hundred likes. I got a comment on Kenny shit that did like seven hundred like like they are in it, like they was the yeah. Houston Rockets probably don't fuck with fuck with us. <laughs> I know Kenny getting all 30 teams to follow him. Not no more. Hopefully gonna have me blocked. <laughs> <laughs> they petty though. That was yeah. that was weird. That because like cap or no cap isn't nothing I created. Like the same. I created yeah. the segment, but cap or no but people use cap no cap all the time. But it, it it's just how he even introduced it. It's just like we you literally the word word for word. word. Like flow for flow, bar for bar. He stole my whole fucking flow. <laughs> now they definitely owe the kids something, man. Let me get um. Uh, let me get a motherfucking um. Who they, what they got that get I you a James, Get you a James Harden jersey. 
No, jersey. that bitch is on sale right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could probably be glad to give him one. That's what I mean. But I, bro, I hate. I walked into a champs one day. They was trying to sell me a Joe Kim Noah jersey, bro. I almost had to just walk right up. Went to House of Hoops, not recently, but like some years ago. And they had Frank Nielakeen in there. I'm like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, for this segment, though, like I said, harsh realities around the league. Tell me if I'm tripping or not. Tell me if I might be onto something. But first thing we're going to look at, Philly. Are they The harsh reality with them is they're going to end up regretting not, not pulling trigger for James Harden. Ben Simmons not be it for a championship run. <sighs> yeah. Um, I just talked about Ben Simmons like extensively yesterday in one of my episodes because his ass be confusing me, bro, because we know what he could be. And like the games with Joel Embiid don't play. Those are the games you want to see him be like him. You know what I'm saying? Put up 20, maybe. Shooting nine shots is kind of crazy to me. It's just, it just really is. I'm, I'm so let's get to Detroit Pistons. Cut him through slack for the last game. Why's that? The man. Josh Jackson called him a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking fast that it mm-hmm. was mind-blowing. But even, even okay, so they are only four without Joel and being in the lineup. And two of those losses are to the Detroit Pistons. That's fucking insane. Detroit sucks. Like, they shouldn't be losing to the Detroit Pistons as a team. This is not just on Ben Simmons. As a team, they shouldn't be losing to the Detroit Pistons. Um, yeah. But I, I, is it a harsh reality, Mike? I mean, it's too early to even – I hate to say it, but it's still too early to tell. Yeah. One more one more playoff series of them together. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. I, that, I think that might be – I think people still argue, like, we, we've seen, especially defensively, I would say there's been a lot of growth. But, like, often Ben Simmons has not really done anything more than what he's been doing, like, the last couple of years offensively. Yeah. And then that's got to be a problem for, like, a dude that you're going to consider one of the faces of your franchise. The thing I love is when people go back to summer league highlights where he was taking, like, mid-range jump shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to this Ben Simmons? This is the Ben Simmons that they signed up for. And uh, I don't know. Even this rookie season, 46% of his shots came from the mid-range. That was like 89 percentile. That's hot red. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the top of the league as far as shot attempts in the mid-range. Now it's at 31 percent. Last year was 28 percent. It's just like that. The, he just completely got rid of that part of his game. And obviously that elevates him. I know everybody's about analytics, analytics, threes and, and whatever. But if you ain't taking the threes, you might as well, you know, take the middies. I don't know. It's really uh, weird. Would they regret it? Is, the, is that your question? That was the question, yeah. Um... It all be hindsight. They'll regret it if they don't win the championship, and Brooklyn does. Um, but I still think they have a good team. I think they're a course, team yeah. that, that Brooklyn Nets should actually be looking at and and making sure that they're able to suit up with because the way Joel Embiid is playing right now is some of the best basketball, if not the actual best basketball that we've seen from them. Uh, defensively, they don't get no better than having him as a rim protector and big-ass Ben Simmons running around the perimeter. Um and then they have some key veterans like Danny Green, who's won shit. Dwight Howard can come off the bench and give you 11 rebounds when he feels like it. Seth Curry can go off at any given moment. Um, Shake Milton is 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 gaining some uh, experience with, with this team right now. So if Ben Simmons just he stays who he is, you know, they get to. Do you think this team is enough to win a championship with what they got? Yeah, because yeah. what he what he is isn't mm-hmm. what people like to try to point him out to be. What he is isn't. He's an all star. That's what he is. He's not a 10 point scorer or however many points he's averaging right now. This is a, a down year for him, which people go through all the time. So I'm not going to sit up here and make that who he is. What he isn't, what he is, is a guy that's not shooting the ball. So, I mean, that's the one thing I'll put my hat on. But he also is a top five defender. 
He also is a guy that's a triple, a walking triple double at any given moment. He is a six ten point guard, sort of speak. He is, you know, like he's a lot of different things. He said in a recent interview after a game when he was he was just saying like he will say what they want, but a lot of people don't. There's not too many people that do what I do. Right. And that's just a fact. Like you can say whatever you want about say, about Ben Simmons. There's not a lot of guys that does what he does. Um, and that's kind of like a, a Draymond Green type of thing where you cannot like them or want them to do something as much as you want, but you have to give them the credit that a lot of guys just don't do what they do. Um, but I do, I, just, I do think they can win a championship. Is that's Ben Simmons why, just Draymond Green? Huh? Is Ben Simmons just Draymond Green? Hell no. You don't think so? No. No. He's a much better defender. I think he's a much better playmaker. Shit, Draymond won defensive player of the year. Don't forget. No, I don't he, mean now Draymond, obviously. I mean like prime Draymond Green. I think great, great defender. A great defender. Yeah. Limited no. offensively as far as scoring the ball, but amazing playmaker. Um, I don't know if he got the on-court leader like Draymond Green does, but I mean like as far as his role on a championship team. Can Ben yeah. Simmons be your second best team, best player on the championship? That's team? the best thing about Ben Simmons is that he's twenty. He's like twenty four. So Ooh. you're asking this for a guy. Man, that's what not age? What age will we be at? And I'm just I'm talking about for every player, not just Ben Simmons. We'll be like, okay, you know, I know we always say like, even with Donovan Mitchell, we say he's only twenty four. Right. What age do you hit when people are like, okay, that's who you are now? I don't know, but it's not twenty four. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. so if he's 27 we'll be like okay this is the Ben Simmons we got well no matter no matter what version that is this is what we can probably see damn there 27 28 because you're more you're more closer to 30 then but like at 24, I, I think I'm a I, fool if I'm saying this is who a player mm, is you're I think not 27 I, is the beginning of most players prime I think that's the number if if like it's also not nothing wrong like if you said this is Ben Simmons I can't I can't be mad at you this is all you have to see but we we would be fools to do that because when does Steph Curry pop Steph Curry ain't really he ain't pop at 24. 28. Right. So it's like, my first MVP, right? I think that was like, 28. Like, pop, like this, this is one of them dudes. Cause for a long time, Steph Curry was cool. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Hey, that dude over there, he's kind of cool, man. But like <laughs> what's that had to be like 2014, 2015? I know so his first all-star game is when he was 25, but he had his 30 point season at 27. So I don't know which one you want to say, because obviously his first all-star game, you could project that this guy was about to go nuts, you know. At, at 25 but 27 is when he averaged but that's even something crazy it kind of it took him a little minute to even become an all-star mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's just like like ben simmons ain't even 25 he's been a multi-all-star so it's like it's, it's just the way that we gate which don't mean shit don't mean shit at all but it's just like how I'm, I'm not gonna be in a rush to do anything that's just like luca and and it like luca we may luca may have peaked already we may have seen the best version of luca we ever seen that doesn't mean he's gonna fall off a cliff mm-hmm. But like, what he put up like a damn near thirty point triple double last year. If he gonna put up a forty triple double all of a sudden now, I highly doubt it. So it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just I think it's, yeah, it's way too early to gauge Ben Simmons because just because his skill set, like his ability to handle the ball, his ability to play make run the like he could do the pick and roll. I think you could definitely you can't definitely say he's Draymond Green. I would definitely say he's he has a higher ceiling than Draymond Green. Definitely. I think I think one big thing that's missing for me, my bad, Mike. Yeah. I have never seen Ben Simmons on his own team. That yeah. may unlock a lot of doors that we are waiting to see open because mm-hmm. it's a lot different for being building around Ben and building around Ben and Joel. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. yeah, we've seen Ben Simmons though, like last year, play without Joel and B, and he looked amazing. Like he he has games where he can come out and be I'm like. That. That but 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 what it takes is like 
how about we do that more than three games in a row? You know what I'm saying? How how many games? What do you like? What do you mean? I mean, like, do it on a consistent basis. Like, Joel Embiid has missed a lot of time throughout his career, but we haven't had like a month stretch with no Joel Embiid where Ben Simmons was dominating the game of basketball. I literally think he he would had a really nice stretch before the the season shut down. I remember that Joel Embiid was out. He was having, you know, doing with his team. But even though, like, prior games, it's just, like, even when he does try to be aggressive, like, sometimes, I don't know, it's just I mean, yesterday's a prime this. example, right? Yesterday's right. a prime example. He picked up a bunch of fouls trying to be aggressive. But, like, I think that's what, for him, I mean, shit, we want to talk about completely rounding off games. I think he can complete that, too, where, like, he needs more moves in his, bas- in his, in his bag other than just running straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of what Ben Simmons does. Pop and hit that mid-range jumper. He would eliminate those fouls, and he won't be in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. He might even damn have to keep working on that post hook or something. Like yes, that. no, the post hook is nasty. If he can yeah. elevate that, the consensus of his game though is that around his entire career, he's been better. His game, he's been good without Joel. Like he's not a bad player without Joel. No, I know a lot of people harping on a couple games they had this year, but like the overall aspect of games without Joel, I, I guarantee they're they're good numbers. No, yeah, last year I, you I, thought. not telling me that he's just terrible without when Joel Embiid isn't playing. No, I don't think anybody's saying I, I that. I also think it's hard for any player in that situation because when you lose a player, you're not – it's not like a trade. Like, if you trade a player, you're going to get back pieces. But if you just lose a teammate, y'all down y'all down an all-star player. Right, agree, but like – Just like Joel without Ben in the playoffs last year. They got their ass swept. But, but one thing you can say is that, like, w- without – Ben Simmons there, Joel Embiid, he elevated his amount of shots at least, right? If, oh. if when Joel Embiid doesn't play, that's 20 shots to be distributed across the across the team. And a lot of times we don't see Ben Simmons go up in those shot attempts, you know, be more aggressive offensively. That's like my biggest criticism from him. Obviously, he's an amazing player. Defense is out of his world. All NBA, he'll be all-NBA all defender like eight times in his career. But like what, what Philly would need, especially with a guy like Joel Embiid who does miss here and there and things like that, is for when Joel Embiid is out, for Ben Simmons to be like, okay, it's my time to step up, and then I'll go back to my normal role once Joel is here. And I think a big area where he can step up and where you might see him be a little bit more aggressive is that free throw, free throw shooting. He's always been a bad free throw shooter. So when you are a bad free throw shooter, sometimes you be a little nervous to be aggressive because you don't want to get in the paint, draw fouls, because you know when you get to the line, you miss that's some line, That's lines of ball. If we be yeah, Lonzo too. Ben Simmons still gets like five free throw attempts a game. That's good. He's he gonna good. get to the rack regardless. That's Lonzo Ball right there. Lonzo Ball is the one who ain't trying to get in that lane because he don't want to get that. Ben Simmons gonna get to the paint. I, I agree. All the criticism is good though. I mean, he. I'm. I, I know it sounds like I'm defending Ben because obviously that's my boy. I'm a ride with my guy. But by any means, am I saying Ben is a perfect player? He has a lot of shit he needs to work on. My criticism is always going to be the game of basketball is to be played. At a, at, a, at, a, at a mindset that I'm taking what is given. So as long as somebody is giving you a shot, shoot it. And he has been shooting it more. I'll give him that credit. But I want the mid-range. I don't want the three. I, I don't I don't even agree with the fan unless you're completely – I don't even agree with that bullshit because that's just, that's just Twitter shit. You know, they, they harp on Russ because he takes the threes. Ben Simmons, no, ben Simmons doesn't shoot him because he doesn't really make him. And now it's like shoot them. So it's like, which one would you want? Because you, I, so I want to see mid ranges. I want to see mid range. And if you're completely wide open in that corner, take that three for sure. But mm-hmm. don't go out your way trying to just chuck up shots that you ain't comfortable with. Start with that mid range because, like KB said, we have some 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 statistical <laughs> evidence that you had some type of comfortability with the mid range. 
Yeah. He was doing the turnaround phase like he was motherfucking LeBron James and shit. So get back, get back to that. But I do think Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a dog. Yeah. I, I to go back to the initial question that started all of this, will they regret um will they regret it? Possibly. I think be. Houston might regret it too. Fuck it. That- I, they're one of my other teams that got a harsh reality too. I, I wanted to talk about uh, the Celtics. Harsh reality for them is on a on a damn good day, they about seven eight deep, and they're a team that's like with everything going on, they could really be hurt if, if Jason Tatum or something has to miss games. Jalen Brown, oh, yeah. down, like th- that's the reality for them. And I feel like right. they're gonna have to start. They're gonna have to start using the, like these picks. They're gonna have to start trading away, making some like guarantee guys and come in to help them well they tried that right they had three first round picks last year and nobody wanted them so they just had to use them um did anybody want them or was they trying to be on some dumb shit if not yeah you're right they <laughs> could have been on some shit but um is it harsh reality sure they can be eight deep but like eight is fine for the playoffs mm-hmm. you don't need a, eight, a 12 man 10 man rotation for the playoffs the, the big problem is health and protocol shit that might happen during the playoff series. That's that's the real thing. But even with them at eight deep, they should still feel pretty confident. You know, they should still feel decent. Boston Celtic fans might hate me, but I'm going to tell you the harsh reality, Mike. Harsh reality is they're not good enough. They're not good enough. Yeah. I, and as good of a team, that, that, that's not saying, because that we have to, you got to, Make sure you clear on what you're hey, saying. I, hey, before you even go, somebody else commented too, and this is about to be one of the worst comments too. He was like, "Y'all be tripping." He's he, I forget his name. He said, "Y'all be tripping." How the how the hell the Celtics not con- contenders, but the Nuggets and Philly are, and that could be that's the reason. Right? They just don't they don't have what it takes to win a championship and just be there yet. Which is fine yeah, because they exactly. have two young wings. They don't exactly. need to be a championship window. But I I don't think that they're good. That they don't. When I look at them, it's mm-hmm. so much like that. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. they're they are a good team, but I'm talking about winning a championship. Coming out of the East, it's a possibility, but man, I, I personally don't see it. And I know Celtic fans are so sensitive that they're gonna try to pretend that somebody's picking on their team. That I don't, I don't, I don't. Even last year, I didn't, I didn't see them being that team. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, you picked Ben Simmons list seventy sixers over them. I did because I thought Joel when <laughs> he's playing now against them, but he he was a few months late, but that's okay. Hey, in his credit, he didn't have the spacing that he has now. That's true. Did he? He didn't. I mean, no Seth. He Curry. had no Seth Curry. He had and no and Tobias Green. wasn't playing at this level. Okay, no. Tobias. Yeah, true. Tobias was. And they. Had... What you guys say about Tobias now, Derek? He, he, he having a good season. Let's, the let's, see, let's see him do it when it matters. <laughs> when the stage is on, and they He's need always him. this player though. That's what I'm trying to get in your head. Tobias, you 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 can't ask Tobias to be some shit. He you've never seen of him. No, you he's but he's way better now than he was last year though. You want, he, he's still not some crazy player that D Mills is talking about. Man, he, he got to be one of your first options now. Be a 25. That's not who he is. It's never going to be who he is. I mean, he was, that was kind of the role he was put in. Like when Ben Simmons went down, he came into a role where he was supposed to be a much more efficient and better scorer, and he wasn't, which is a big reason why they probably didn't have advanced. So if, if he stepped up, they probably advanced in that series. Zach Levine. They at least win a game. They at least win a yeah. game. If Zach Levine goes down, Kobe White is the first option now. He had he has to he has to do all of these things because that's just what he's in. I mean that's kind of different because Kobe White's knowing his what third 
second okay, year. Even Lou Williams. Lou Williams at one point with those lower tier Clipper teams before Kawhi got there, he was kind of their one option at a certain point. But it's still like it's Lou Will. Just because you're put in that role, that don't make you who you are. You that's just the situation you in. You what? What am I supposed to do? Lou Will was good in that role. Great. Lou Will was Lou Will in that role. We didn't ask him to be shit else. When Lou Will didn't have a great game, you wasn't on here like, man, Lou Will is tripping. I need more from him because it's just Lou Will. So yeah. That's what I'm saying about Tobias. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Definitely, he definitely had to play better. But it's like, I'm not at, somebody struggling and somebody not hitting these unrealistic un, uh, expectations are two different things. Mm-hmm. If you're playing worse than what you normally do, yeah, your ass need to get back to at least doing what you do. But I'm not about to ask a 20-point score, 21-point score at his best, all of a sudden to just uncharacteristically be a 25-point score when he's never shown me that. And he ain't like a young player who has potential. Like, he's just – he's he's always been a solid – He's got to at least be efficient, though. Basketball player. The playoffs, he didn't do shit. He really didn't do shit. He didn't. And that's what I'm saying. He can – yeah, want him to be who he is, but don't ask him to be some shit he not. And I give him some – I give him a little – whatchamacallit about efficiency. Well, nobody else going to shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> one gonna shoot twenty times for shit. Uh, I got y'all got me sound like a Sixers fan. Y'all got know the fan. We we gonna talk about Milwaukee. Um, what they have just isn't enough for their aspirations. We know they want to win a championship, but at the end, I think of they, they have a. I think they have a good enough team. They don't have a good enough coach. Can he finish? Damn. <laughs> no, I'll just play. You say they don't have a good enough coach? They don't have a good enough coach. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I asked you yesterday too. I was like, what what what's it gonna take for him to just get his ass fired? Because they always gonna have the regular he season. He should have been fired last year. Yeah, he should have. Buck yeah. fans are on his ass too. It's <laughs> just this this is the way it is. This is the way I see it. He is a go a coach that never fucking changes anything. He just does the same thing over and over. This year, yeah, he added the dunker spot, but he's fucking ten years late to it. When the playoff series come around, he doesn't make adjustments like the great coaches do. It's just a fact. And now they got this one year of Drew Holiday, and they got a bad coach on it. That I think there's a ceiling on Mike Budenholzer coach teams. It is, he is a good enough player or coach to take a team that was the eighth seed and elevate them to be the one of the best teams in the league. But he doesn't have the, the elevation to take one of the best teams to a championship team. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I don't know who that coach is for them, but I don't think it's Coach Budenholzer. Yeah, now, I agree. Um, I, would just, I just made a video about the Pelicans saying they, they should have got that type of coach. A coach who might not be the coach you want when you're trying to win a championship, but a coach that can kind of get you there. And then once it's time to be contending team, you can cut ties with him and you go get the coach that you think can help you win a championship. But you need that coach that can get you there first. And I think you're right. If they fired him last year, it would have been like, hey, man, thank you for everything. You got us to this point. We are a contending team now. We just need that guy that's going to get us over the top. And yeah, they probably wasting a year with doing it. You can never really count them out. They're in the East. Giannis is a back-to-back MVP, defensive player of the year. They do have a good team, so you can't completely count them out. But man, um, they definitely gonna have to come with it. They definitely gonna have to come with it because Drew Holiday. I, if I was Drew Holiday, I would bounce. If we don't win, I'm bouncing. Dude, yeah, the way he's, he's been been played is just so weird. The reason you got him is because he's another option for these late game situations where, yeah, let's be honest, late game situation, Giannis is kind of there. Like that, that's just what he does. And Drew Holiday is supposed to be there too because he's uh, he's obviously a better offensive player than Eric Bledsoe, but they haven't used him enough. And I know we just a fifth of the way through the season, and maybe they get that, you know, in the second fifth. 
But right now, that trade is looking kind of weird because mm-hmm. they aren't playing Drew Holiday the way they should be playing Drew Holiday. You do it 100% of the time because they got Giannis mm-hmm. to sign a Supermax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you still want to elevate the Drew Holiday play, and they haven't done that with Coach Budenholzer. M- and the way my- that they guard the, the – one last thing. The way they guard the three-point line is going to get dominated by good teams all the time. The Remember way they el- hit us up about that way long time ago? Yep, yep. Yeah. The way they guard the three-point line, most of their losses this season have come against the Utah Jazz, the L.A. Lakers, the the Boston Celtics. These are great three-point shooting teams, and these are the same teams you're going to go against once the playoffs start. You didn't just lose to the Miami Heat because they built the wall, but because you let Duncan Robinson do whatever the fuck he wanted to do for a whole series. Those are the things that they have not changed throughout this year, and you would think that, okay, we bring it back, Bud, and hopefully he make those adjustments, but he has not made those adjustments. I don't even see how you can have a team that good defensively and give up that many threes. Where yeah. teams come in and shoot above forty percent against you consistently, I that, think it's ridiculous. That, that, I agree. I, I don't get it either. What I don't get why they don't. They got all the the, the uh, they got all the stuff to to defend it. Yeah, they have all the weapons. They literally have all the weapons possible. But teams just walk in and it's mm-hmm. a shooter. It's <laughs> it's good enough to beat bad teams. It's just not good enough to beat elite teams. Yeah, you're not right. going to beat the Brooklyn Nets by giving James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant open shots. Yeah, it's not going to have no seven game series. Yeah, Hell you're going to get swept, damn near. Because yeah. Kevin Durant Shout is the Philly. most efficient score ever. Shout out to Philly for getting better from 3 2, because now Philly got some shit for you. You're not yeah. going to be able to just do anything. Oh, we ain't. Nah, Seth Curry will fuck you up. Yeah, yeah the East thing got better, man. They they definitely can't walk is in. Is the East better than the West? Is no. the East better than the no. West? No, no, okay. East ain't better. And I don't think the East been better than the West. Is it more competitive at least than the West? It, it definitely is. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's better than it's been in the past for sure. Yeah, I definitely could say like that number one. That number one seed out East of a living. Has the East ever been better than the West? I'm trying to think in my mind so. right now. I'm thinking no. what? What is the when? When like what is the time where we could look at the East and be like? They actually have three people that can compete for a championship. Yeah, no, it's like, always been every, it's only like usually like one team. It's LeBron. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. LeBron dominated these. You automatically knew for like eight. But nine before games. LeBron, let's think about before LeBron. Mm-hmm. Kobe yeah. and Shaq teams. They were playing against the New Jersey Nets and fucking them up, like Jason Kidd and King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, they it was, was yeah. Running. That is the weakest era of of Eastern <laughs> Conference basketball when Jason Kidd team got to the finals, bro. No, nah, don't shit up Jason Kidd like no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm not saying that's not uh, against Jason Kidd. That's just how bad of a competition it was. They cakewalked. Nobody even was competitive. And then guess what? They got their ass to the finals and got destroyed by the one Western Conference team. Yeah, the East sucks. The East yeah. always just sucks. But even I think Detroit, when it was like them old ass Pacers, like Reggie Miller was old as hell and the Pacers were in the mix. That's when Tayshawn Prince blocked his uh, layup. Yeah, Reggie Miller. Like, one of the what, greatest blocks what, ever. What was the third team? Like AI Sixers made it to the finals. Facts and guess <laughs> or lost in five. Oh one, yeah. I guess the nineties. You had Chicago. Yeah. It was still one hundred percent the nineties because well, that's yeah, when Jordan magic. would get to the finals and dominate because it was nobody. It was like we got to get through the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Pistons and Celtics. Yeah. Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, Knicks. Right. Orlando, Penny yep. and Shaq. Damn. Yeah, it's the nineties. The nineties yeah. is the last time the Eastern Conference was better than the West. Miami cool. Heat, Alonzo Mourning. Yeah. Oh, uh, but and uh, before I want to say about the only thing I can say with that Drew Holiday thing, KB, is that Dante DiVincenzo has been he has been a lot better this year. Like he's, he's, actually been, holiday, he's been cool. He's not, but I mean he he's cooled been, off he, a lot though. He cooled off in that last start. Yeah, but he's taking like that point guard role a lot, or just like he, he's a ball hitter and his 
usage has jumped. So I would say that about Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday still needs to get his touch. Like that, which bothers me. They 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 just put the ball in Giannis' hands, and they they look at who can play. The next he he a dude that also needs to just like he might need a post hook or something. Like sometimes those stuff where against the Lakers, he was just trying to bury his way to LeBron and AD, and those are just like bad turnovers on him. Yep. Uh, another team I want to talk. Houston Rockets, James Harden took the relevance of the Rockets with him when he left. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. your star player. Anytime you trade star player. Yeah. Yeah, they, they won't be competitive anymore. That competitive window went completely out the window once they traded Harden. Mm-hmm. Which you accept. You accept yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're still happy about everything they've done so far. Yeah, they're just looking forward to the rebuild. Yep. Uh, Suns. DeAndre Ayton is the most important piece for this team this season. No. Has to be Devin Booker or Chris Paul. They can, they, can, they can get to where they want to go with him being average. I think but X they, factor. They, huh? I think he's an X factor to, to elevate whether you're just a team that makes it to the playoffs or a team that competes in the playoffs. Yeah. I yeah think he, so. he could be an X factor, but I don't think they rely – I don't think he's – what was your question? Um – Basically, he's the most important piece for the, the yeah, team this season. I, I, I would say X-Factor, but I don't think he's the most important piece. Yeah, because if that backcourt is doing what they can do, what we know they can do, they can get by with him just being mm-hmm. okay. And the reason I, I just posed that question, because I I feel like like there's games where he showed he could just dominate, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not taking all the shots, like his size defensively, rebounding the ball, all that, they're going to be a tough-ass team to beat. And so I feel like they're going to be, like KB said, they're going to need him to be at his top for him to be actually where they want to go. My question to y'all I about the Suns. still get to where they want to be with him not being a dominant force. You have to be able to be prepared for him or not, because that's been the epitome of his right. where one night he looks dominant, the other night he's soft. So my, I think my question to y'all. Go with them. Rank their top five players. Book, Paul, Aiden, uh, Bridges. Yeah, Mikael Bridges, I would say for sure. Oh, some nights Bridges is more important than Aiden. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Bridges might did. be their third best player. Like overall wise. Defensively, the man is everywhere. Yeah. And he be he be having these breakout games where he's doing more than the three and D. Yeah. Six to eight from three. Yeah. Twice so he, already. He might be their third best player. Is is just the point I'm trying to make. No, yeah. And then let's talk about that guy, Javon Carter. I mean <laughs> The mismatch <laughs> shoes are back, baby. Quit playing. Uh, next team, we're going to move on to the Nuggets. Jokic maybe ran into the ground bef- by playoff time. And I say that because mm-hmm. Nuggets are always in close games. And I look like the last five games, out of his last five games, in three of them, he played over 40 minutes. And we know those are the overtimes, the double overtimes games. And they're going to need that all season down there. It's going to feel like. That's I'm going to say no, question. only because his ass don't run. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Jokic just always looked like he good. My 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 concern for them with that same question is Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is always banged up, man. Something is always wrong with him. His elbow, wrist, hamstring, something is always wrong. He's very fragile at, 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 to a certain degree. He's not fragile where he, he he's fragile, but he plays through that shit. Plays through it, which could be a bad thing. Yeah. We see that with Russell Westbrook this year. This the man just keeps trying to play for some reason. Just just get healthy, bro. Just get healthy. Jamal Murray is and, and what's gonna happen with Jamal Murray if he if he doesn't take that route, his play is gonna to continue to like drop and not be what we all know it should be. And it's gonna look bad on him like he's not as good when really he's trying to play through several in, injuries. And then they're gonna probably have to pop his ass for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. 
put a package together for Bradley Beal, Jamal Murray, Bull Bull, Will Barton, and some first-round picks. And now you got Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Bradley Beal. Don't worry about the point guard position because they got Monte Morris for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Jokic – I think he's he's good. He came in the season this shape. He's going to be he gonna be fine. Then they have that two-week offseason. So, yeah, he's going to be good. Two-week All-Star? Two-week, two yeah, All-Star break, yeah. Are they, though? They might be playing. They oh, might yeah, be they playing. might be playing. Hey. Yeah, I got a text from the NBA saying if they do, we, we're going. They want us to be there. Did y'all get the NBA text? Bro, you want to – okay. I knew, I knew that they were having this meeting before they were having this meeting. And I I I know I know a lot about this that I could tell y'all after the show. Just remind me. I know a lot about this. Okay. I knew before well Woj probably knew too, but he was waiting for the meeting to go down. But we plugged up. Just all we, we plugged up. That's all. You know we plugged up. <laughs> I got a I got a question for y'all. Is it two hundred is it I was thinking about this yesterday last night. I was thinking like next year. If Michael Porter Jr. continues on this like level, he's gonna be the Nuggets' second best player. Right. At this level, what do you mean by this level? His thirty points from yesterday? Hell yeah! No, if he like, if he doing that, like him continuing to progress by next year, he's gonna I, be the second the best player. Drafting him was for him to potentially be your one or two player. Yeah. I, I that's just me. I mean, sixteen can shoot it. Plays perfectly with Jokic. I I, I yeah. I would have I would have told you from when they drafted him that I would project him to be their second best player over Murray. I can see it. He makes me want to trade Murray. It's it's not too far out. Damn, they can't just have a big three. <laughs> they would if they get Bradley Beal. <laughs> if the Wizards can get Murray, that's decent. I, honestly, they, they, <laughs> honestly, they probably want Michael Porter Jr. more than Jamal Murray. Yeah, everything. E- easily, easily. That's, why I, that's why I had to say they would have laughed. Like, <laughs> want to try to keep Porter tucked. Michael Porter Jr. and Rui Hachimura is your core? Jamal Murray, Rui Hachimura, and Bo Bo. Will Barton. Will Barton, he's from the area. That Baltimore, D.C., he's from that area. Uh, Next team I got is the Chicago Bulls. No matter what changes they go, no matter what changes they do, they still run into the same problems. No. No, that's stupid. Wait, what are the problems? Are you gonna list the problems? They suck. They have a bad roster. They suck. That's the problem. No defense. That's the but they, someone the re- takes a step back. Who took a step back? Who took a step right, back? Right now, Kobe taking a step back. From what? Uh-oh. He so he ain't been struggling. He has been struggling, but like what are you comparing it to though? Is what I mean. He when took he a step back last year. Laurie so took last a step year, back. His numbers are exactly the same. I said Laurie took – somebody takes a step back. Laurie took the step but back last year. was who took a step back this year? Laurie yeah, wasn't right now, Kobe White took the step back. Kobe compared White came out this game phenomenal. Year, where his numbers no, are the compared same? To this, compared to the start of this season. He's looking oh, like so rookie he, point so guard So he got a three- to four-game slump. Oh, yeah, true. That is that is facts. Um, No, this is a bad question. They got a new offseason. They got a new They got a new off, um, uh, front office this offseason. The roster is the same. He hasn't made any moves. This is not his team. This team is not going to look the same two, three years down the line. You don't bring in a new front office guy and be like, okay, this is your core. No, his job is to see who he wants to keep here, and he's going to make trades accordingly. Trade Zach Levine. Get him out of there. Yeah, why not? He's going soon. He's going soon. Yeah, please, because that shit is a a mess. They try to talk about the Knicks. That shit is a hellhole. Is it? (laughs) Hell yeah, that shit's atrocious. Okay. 
I would never. Uh, we was just on three game win streak. I, I would never put on a fucking red. As long as that shit is like how it is. <laughs> that three game win streak. I'm. A, I, I studied NBA. And I didn't even know it happened. That's how bad that shit is. <laughs> no, I, got you. I, I, I like your team, but I I can't agree with both of y'all. I don't like the team. Dude is gonna have to make some moves. Period. Period. Like I, I'm glad they did it because yeah, he has to make some moves. That you can't keep that team. And I don't know who who y'all want to give up, but Laurie Wendell, outside of Zach, everybody can't stay. No, for sure. So make like, y'all make y'all favors now. At this core is best. What are they? The seven seed. We're not building that. We're not trying to build to be the seven seed every year, bro. Which is disappointing because we we all had higher hopes for them. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully there's some GMs out there that that look at Laurie Market and career year and be like, we trade for that. Or yeah. look at Zach Levine's career year and be like, we give up more than two first round picks for that. You know, we'll take a chance on Wendell Carter. We're be a well ball for Larry Markin, so I hope y'all like Zell. No, nah, we good. We'll, we'll hold out on that trade. Uh, next thing I'm talking about the Blazers. I got Patrick Williams. I forgot about his ass. Facts. He's the only safe person. That's true. Uh, Blazers. Look at, Derek. look at Derek Fitz. The Blazers come up. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, look at down. Supporting cast has been a lot more underwhelming than we expected. Yeah, that's right. They're they're going to join you. He has a few games recently that was good, but Robert Covington's not shooting the ball well. Kizas and can't hit shit. Shooting like almost twenty some percent for three. Yeah, it's atrocious how bad he's playing. And then Nurkic has been hurt. Zach Collins ain't played. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in Portland. Hey, you know who's low key becoming like one? I, I just like watching him. Gary Trent Jr. Jr. got game, bro. You yeah, are somebody bandwagon a year late. I knew you were going to say him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's kind of crazy how Terry Stotts is very inconsistent with his minutes. Like, Don't Mike hop on shit late, though, y'all. Remember he was talking about yeah. Shea Gibbs Alexander as his son? His oh, son? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he doing his thing. Nigga, Shea flirting with all star game. That's my man. <laughs> uh, for the Nets... This one's just simple. We can just talk about them real quick, but defense wins champions, period. So they might end up regretting what they did for James Harden because they won't know, they they won't regret it. They won't regret it. They make Kevin Durant happy. They knew what they signed up for. Even without him, they wasn't killing you defensively. They didn't give up no no like they didn't really give up nobody that was changing anything defensively. Jared Allen. And Jared Allen. They're definitely yeah. way better with Jared Allen. At his best, he wasn't making them any like I I didn't think that because they had him, they were Flawless defensively. Yeah. Very far from that, but they are significantly better with him. Who was the perimeter defender? Mm. Torian Prince. That's what the, that could be argument. Yeah, y'all y'all may be right. Y'all right. Shit, I mean, yeah, they they took a big hit defensively, but I because mm, right now they can't defend shit. Yeah, but, I mean, they yesterday, literally but yesterday they had a really good defensive game, and hopefully they they try to build on that. But it was also against. It was against without Jimmy Butler and no Tyler Hero and no Avery Bradley. So I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to see Kevin Durant, and James Harden step up. And- Played like legit defense. I know Kevin Durant can, but you gotta see what James Harden can do because I feel like he definitely has the physical mm-hmm. tools to do it. He he's done it before, and yeah, he's past. definitely done it before. But mm-hmm. sometimes you know he has those mental lapses. That's all I care about is that last minute because they gonna they gonna be in every game with the mm-hmm. responsibility, and that's you can get that last minute. Just like Kyron Sexton, he just hit a shot over Kyrie. Kyrie defended mm-hmm. that motherfucker. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and that was a tough shot. The reason the reason this team is so scary is games like yesterday where KD struggled, Kyrie struggled, but they still got that third motherfucker that can take over the game, and that's what he <laughs> did. So that's what makes them scary. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't, if it's Chris Dinwiddie is already practicing. 
Is he really? I didn't even see that. Threes and stuff. Okay, good for him. Ask us in, in three years about that trade, and we'll we'll determine who won and who lost. Uh, next team is the Timberwolves, and any lineup, they just damn near suck, bro. Like yeah, they, they're bad. I, they they're they're bad. Like without Cat, they beat hmm? the Pelicans. That's that's another team I got on that too for the Pelicans. <laughs> I'm gonna just throw them out there now. They might have to throw in the towel, bro. They're bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're bad, bro. Job, if David Griffin wanted to save his job, just admit you made a mistake and hire Stan Van Gundy and fire him now. Do not prolong this. Don't mm. prolong it, bro. Do not fire him right now. <laughs> I made a whole video on it, and I'm so tired of it. They they are bad. They suck. No, yeah. they're bad. They're, they're bad. legit bad. And I mean, literally, when they lost to the they lost to the Timberwolves without Cat and without D'Angelo Russell. I was like, come on, man. That's a game you got to win, bro. That's and the easiest Malik, game in the league. That's the Malik, easiest game in the league. If Malik Beasley is the best player coming out, and he guess what? He didn't team, even have bro. a good game, Mike. Yeah, Jerry Vanderbilt fucked up. <laughs> like, he didn't even have a good game. Yeah, no, that's that might be the worst. That's the worst loss on the season for any team, one hundred percent. Um, the, yeah, the Pelicans are bogus, bro. They just really are. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for them to be as bad as they are right now. They're sitting at five and ten, and mm -hmm. I think when we were talking about our preseason show. Uh, a lot of us are like they're a hard team to predict, but we didn't. We definitely didn't think they were going to be the worst team in the league bad. Yeah, and, and they're kind of that right now. Definitely. That Stephen Gunny hiring was just terrible, bro. It just doesn't make sense. The last time we seen him as a coach, he he showed that he just wasn't up with the game. Like he's the one that had the Monroe, Smith, and Drummond front court. Then once he realized, oh shit, it's shooting and spacing, he tried to hurry up and panic and go give John Lure a bag. Langston Galloway got paid. Didn't pay him. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, like he is not he's not there you know what i mean we have to give him credit for the magic run cool but that was a while ago that's like a decade ago now you don't you, again i don't know bro i they don't know 25th in pace bro with zion lonzo ball and, and they Brandon were tied for second last year with the rockets behind the bucks i'm gonna never get over that another worst three-point shooting team to leave right well, at least one of them um they're the second worst the knicks are the worst now you might as well just buy out jj reddick he might. He might be a real buyout candidate. Facts. If he goes to Philly, I would Go like back that. to Philly. That all oh, the dribble handoffs of Joel and B back. Sheesh. This is what I do if he went to Philly. <laughs> 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 my boys, they jewelry. Yeah, man. That that's that. They're tough right now, bro. Yeah, yeah. Fire him. Hire him. Their defense is ass. Fire him. They're running slow. Uh, just it's just so much wrong with that team. That shouldn't be. You, you sign an extension to Adam mm. before you ever seen him play a foot on on the court with them. Bro, there's okay. Thinking about it, the team on paper. If your starting lineup is Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Stephen Adams, you should be a top ten defense. There's no yeah. fans or butts around. That's that's three very very good defenders on your team. And the two players that can't put it together when they want to. Except for Zion ain't done shit defensively his whole career so far. Um, but they should not be one of the worst defensive teams in the league. There's no excuse for that. Mm -hmm. No excuse for it. And that was supposed to be the excuse for the pace and the offense is that we were going to have this good defense. We were sacrificing our offense and some pace to add Adams because we were going to go up in defense. But that ain't happened. Mm -hmm. So what the hell? And you already you already gave him an extension. Yeah. Already gave him an extension. Instead of just seeing if it was going to work out. You already did it. So, yeah, it's tough. Tough out there in, uh, in pale land. Kemba Walker for Steven Adams straight up. Hell no. Got to go so too. I seen someone talk about the president. Kemba Bledsoe in. Power forward. You figure out the Eric Bledsoe thing a little bit later. That's the team out there that'll want Eric Bledsoe. Mm -hmm. Who that, need poor guard play? 
That's what I was saying. I, I seen some uh, Pels fan. He was like, Lonzo and Eric Bledsoe literally almost have like no future. With it. Just start, just trade them for what we can get and start Kira Lewis at this point. They'd be crazy not to trade Lonzo right now. Because some, some GM is going to convince themselves to get him a bag. And you're not going to match it. So just get something for him right now. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks, the, the longer they let Emmanuel quickly do his thing, the less and less we going to want Zoe. So do something quickly. No pun intended. <laughs> the, this is the last one we uh let's if i'm so I'm, I'm i damn near demand a trade though mm-hmm. you, you you get a veteran starting point guard and then you draft one a young one at 13 so just fuck me huh just, just, I'm just <laughs> what what's the team though what's the team for lonzo ball the chicago bulls i like him with chicago i'm not gonna cap to you i like him with chicago. okay what's the other team for lonzo ball the los angeles clippers i can see that he can play like he, he he's gonna need a team where he's like the floor general, and maybe he doesn't need the damn ball all the time. But if he's yeah. on an experienced team, where it's like he could be the I like him in Orlando. I think Orlando will be good. They just extended they, Markel. They got yeah, Markel. but he's coming off that ACL injury. They gonna so. have them both. But they they invested so much money in him off the ACL. His ass getting thrown right back in the starting line. You, Derek, you got to remember he's gonna hit restricted free agency. You so you would have to sign Lonzo basically. Can, after you just signed uh, Markel and but I, I see what you're saying. Like for right now, Lonzo does work. He would work. You don't want to slow up what Cole Anthony's doing either. He's getting his confidence, and you want that to continue to rise. Mm-hmm. But I see, I could see Zoe going. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Utah either. Ah, Mike Conley been really damn good this season. No, he's not taking his. He's not taking his spot. At I'll come point, off the bench. Zoe gotta earn everything back, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. Zoe, Zoe can't. It's not too many teams that just has a point guard void. So you might have to go to a team like Utah where you earn your minutes back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I, I like the Clippers because, like Mike said, Zoe is a playmaker who doesn't have to demand the ball. So you can still do your trying offense thing. He can still be around very good players. That's when he's at his best, when he's around really good players. And you can go out there and hoop. But he has to, I don't want to see my boy go somewhere like, fucking, I don't know. Who's the best ball brother right now? LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. Okay. Uh, Damn Shane LaMike. Speaking of the Hornets, <laughs> and it's gonna be the last team. Hornets, uh, shit. I, I just wanted to ask you. I, I asked KB yesterday, but the the Hornets got the worst big man core in the in the league. <laughs> yeah, we, and we were talking conversation about that. they got Cody Zeller and Bismack Biyombo. Can y'all name a worse core than that? I think the other one we talked about was Detroit. Detroit with Isaiah Stewart and, and Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Would um, you take Would you take Detroit for Charlotte instead of the core they got in LP and D and D Mills? Said it again. Would you take Mason Plumlee and Isaiah Stewart for for the Hornets rather than the core that they have now? Yes, yes. But I don't Mason Plumlee is underrated to me. That's what I was saying. I was like, Mason Plumlee. Yeah, Mason Plumlee. The other the other one I I said was Al Horford and Mike Muscala. Then Mike Muscala dropped Hell yeah, they have those. So they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Horford back with Gordon Hayward and them. Oh hell yeah. Oh, you think they're better? If if if. If the Hornets get Horford and Mike Muscala, they're a lot better. Huh. Bismack Biombo, boy, what's it? Bismack sucks. Yeah, Bismack's real bad. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, bro. Other than that, like, okay, Brooklyn's center core is bad. DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan and, and Reggie Perry. You know, that's bad. Reggie Perry. <laughs> um, That's all, though. You know what I'm saying? Drew Ebanks gets rotational minutes, so. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you got yeah. LaMarcus. Drew Ebanks and Yaka Pertle. 
I'm damn that Keith and Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> Who got the best is the next question we had. Who got the best what? Center core. Probably uh, the uh, Pacers. Where what? Miles Turner and bonus. Oh, it's I kind of bonus and a bonus. That's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah, yeah, that's a little cheating. Okay, he's a, a four. We was talking like the starter and the backup type thing. Our our thing. Well, the trouble is uh, there. I like should be up there. Yeah. I don't know. If people, I, people get things. Get, I like cancer. Right. The question is, how much do you weigh the superstar players like Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because that was our thing. And I wish. And then we also poised the question because I'm thinking about. It, I'm like. I don't think you can really do that for just like any position. Like it, it, we say, if James Harden is your shooting guard, it don't matter who the hell your damn backup is. It, right? it, You're probably it, taking it that over. It doesn't, but in far as this question, it does. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about a tandem. So your your backup has to. The, add. the one we came up with was Utah, Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson. That Utah. might be the best pure shooting guard core in the league right now. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Point Wait, guards. I'm trying to think of another one. Point guards. Point guard is kind of tough, to be honest with you. Um, who's got a good starter and a good backup? It's just like uh, usually the you have, have Jamal Murray and Monte Morris. Are, Jamal are really Murray nice. and Monte Morris. That's Monte a good one. Morris do not get his um, love, bro. That's Monte a good one. He he gotta he gotta start getting some credit. I really like his game a lot, man. I like that's it. A, yeah, that's a real good one. That's a real the good ideal one. backup point guard. Um, when he's healthy. Kyrie Spencer Dinwiddie is nasty. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's one hundred percent the best when when he's healthy. One hundred percent. There's no ifs ands or buts. Uh, that's yeah, that's Ray tough, young, bro. Trey Young and Rondo. I'm closing my laptop. Rondo, <laughs> Rondo been bad, but um, the best version of Rondo facts. I can see that. Nah. Hey, John Moran and Tyus Jones. <laughs> they gotta be up there. Ty- <laughs> when John Moran was out, Tyus Jones was doing his thing. He's holding it down. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. We should definitely do this. Who's the worst point guard core in the NBA right now? It got to be New York, right? Fucking relax. <laughs> Alfred Payne and Emmanuel quickly. That's that's not as good as quickly. quickly hooping. He is hooping, but like still. On some days. Still. Who backs up Steph? Cause they ain't doing shit. Is it Brad Wanamaker? Oh, Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, true. Mm. Worst point guard core in the NBA. It fuck around be the Bulls. It might be the Knicks for real though. <laughs> Kobe White and Thomas. Thomas. Oh, yeah. Our best playmakers to buy is I mean, is Thaddeus Young. So <laughs> does does the Clippers have one of the worst like mm. point guard cores? They got Reggie, oh, yeah. Reggie Jackson and I mean Patrick Beverly. Louis, I Patrick Beverly. Well, nah, I mean that's actually pretty solid. That's alright. It's enough. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like one of the bare minimum. It's, it's good like. for their team, but like yeah. Mm. I think we spent too much time on it, but I can see us doing like a whole episode going through stuff like that. Distance, the line right, the line right, and Derrick Rose. Ah, uh, uh, you know, the Kings. Who was the Aaron Fox backup? Corey Joseph. Corey Joe, yeah. Corey or, Joseph. I get no, nah, yeah. Corey Joe is probably Corey Joe. Yeah, it's interesting though. It is definitely interesting. It is. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for the for the amazing segment. Uh, shout out to the people listening or watching at home. Leave a like, five stars on the on the platforms. That's all we really got. We'll see y'all on Saturday with another banger. And we out.